Hey everybody, it's J.R. Fitch. I'm your host here on the Kingdom Business Podcast. And I'm sitting across the table from my great friend, as always, my co-host, LZ. What's up, bro? What's kicking, man? How are you today? Man, I'm great. What a week it has been. Bam. It's been an awesome one, though. Yes, it has. What's going on in your world? Man, just enjoying life. And, and you know, it's it's cold outside, but... And the sun is shining. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. So what's on your heart this week? Man, you know, one of the things we've been talking about kind of behind the scenes for several weeks is politics. Man. You think think we can do that here? That's a touchy subject, but if anybody can pull off a conversation about politics, it's got to be you and I. Well, I hope so. And if anyone that knows us knows that we don't err on the side of man politics. Kingdom be- politics. We baby. believe in kingdom politics. Yeah. Well, not really politics in the kingdom. No. But, but certainly how the kingdom operates. And how the king rules. Right. And it's yes. far the kingdom of God is far superior to any political system on this earth. Absolutely. You know, um, a, a couple of years ago, I got to go to D.C. for the first time. I've never been before, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, you, you know that story, how all that goes down. And, Tell me. And when when th- there were people that had said that there's actually a physical throne somewhere in DC for Lucifer now, I don't know how true that is but I thought about that on that 9 hour drive up there and the whole time I was going I kept hearing Lucifer may have a throne but Yahweh sits on it <laughs> so you know it, he doesn't have any power there right and when I went to the city I slept like a champ you know I had encounters with angels um, in, in my, you know, when I were in my sleep, it was like supernatural. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was leading worship from 1am to 3am at David's tent. Now, what, what is David's tent? Oh man. David's tent. It's been going on for over five years, nonstop prayer, praise and worship. And when you say nonstop, you mean like they do it every day? It is nonstop 24, seven day in, day out, night in, night out. It Wait, is crazy. It has never stopped for five years. It's not stopped ever. Even when wow. they had to move the tent. They would have musicians staged in places, so the music kept going wherever they were. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where is that? It's on the National Mall in D.C. Wow. So there's where Yahweh rests. He rests in that, in that city. But, you know, we get up there, and, and, and I was by myself, and, and I get into the hotel, and, um, you know, I, I knew there was, a, there, was, there was a mission. You know, I knew I was there for something other than just leading worship. Right. And so keep in mind, I'm, at, I'm from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning at David's tent. So my sleep schedule was all turned upside down. But the Lord told me before I went, he said, I want you to go to the, to the Supreme Court and stand by one of the pillars until I speak to you. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So the first morning that I woke up, I had just led worship that night. I get up, the Holy Spirit wakes me up at like 8 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. And the whole city's covered in snow. Whoa. And it is beautiful. And the, the hotel that I was staying in is a little boutique hotel and it was so legit. And when I walked in, there were all these China cabinets and you know, a hotel's legit when you can open the China cabinets and the plates aren't glued down to the shelves. <laughs> this was a legit hotel, right? Wow. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in this beautiful place. The Lord told me, he said, get up and go to the Supreme court. So I, I get down there and there's snow everywhere and there's cops everywhere and I'm not just going to walk past the cops because I know they're there for a reason. So I'm like, hey, you know, can, can, I, can I go up and stand by the columns there? She said, no, 
the the court's in session. And since the court's in session, you can't you can't get that close to the building. I'm like, okay, all right. She said, but feel free to come back after five. But I knew that was not going to work, right? So you had told me about a gentleman named Dick Simmons. Yeah, that's right. Who is a a champion of the faith. And yeah, he, he certainly was. He passed yeah. away last year. Yes, yes. And so I thought, I'll go kill some time because his house is right behind. The Supreme Court on so, the other side. Yeah. yeah. So I go over there. I find the house and I call you. I was like, hey, man, I think I'm here. And you're like, well, go knock on the door. And I'm like, well, they're locked. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, go try it. You're in D.C. Yeah, you got the key of David. That's Might it. Well, knock on the door. That's right. So I walked up the flight of steps and I go to the front door and I knock. And then I realize there's nobody that lives on that floor. Mm-hmm. So I called you back and I said, Hey, this, this is not set up like a house. It's got a, it's got a keypad on it and it's got a code. And you said, try it. Mm-hmm. And I reached down and I turned the handle and the door opened. Mm-hmm. Remember that story? Yeah, I do. And so then I go in, and I'm like, dude, I'm in this house and I can hear people eating upstairs. What do I do? And you're like, dude, go up those flight of steps. What do you have to lose? You're in DC. You might not get to do this again. Right. And so I went up the steps. My heart was pounding, right? And I get up and I can hear them. So I knock on that first door. Mm-hmm. I hear a woman come to the door and she opens it up and she looks at me like I'm crazy. She looks at me like I'm not supposed to be there. Well, you're not supposed to be I there. I wasn't. Right. And she said, who are you? And how'd you get in my building? And I said, hey, my, my name's Landon. Um, I, I, I'm here doing worship at David's tent. And a friend of mine said, I need to come by and meet Mr. Simmons. Is, is he here? And she said, Hang on, and slams the door in my face. And I hear her run off, yelling something. I'm like, okay. So then all of a sudden, a gentleman comes back to the door and opens the door. Mm-hmm. Who are you, and how'd you get into my building? Yeah. And I said, I'm Landon Zilbert. I'm from Dalton, Georgia. I'm leading worship, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I'm here to see Mr. Simmons. And he looks at me. He says, hang on. And he keeps his back to the wall so he can watch me. And he slides down the hall to this door and opens it up and goes in. And he comes back out. And he says, Mr. Simmons is coming. Just stay right here. He sticks his hand out and he goes, my name's Sam, Sam Brownback. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, yeah. holy mess, I'm in a building with a government official where he lives. Mm-hmm. I've breached some kind of security here. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get shot or tased or put under a jail. Sure. Then all of a sudden this fragile older gentleman comes out this door yeah. and we spent the day together mm-hmm. and I ate in his house and he poured into me he took me down to the prayer room we shared tears together yeah and about 5 30 that evening we're sitting there eating and finishing up and the lord said it's time to go and i said hey guys i have to be strategic i love you all and i'm so glad you got to i got to spend time with you and you you shared your home with me but I have this to was go. the brownbacks and you spent the day with them and dixon no no the, the brownbacks were down the hall okay this was just dick and okay. and, and, and uh some of his friends that were from out of town okay gotcha and so I go down and get it. I get in the Uber and as I'm pulling away, I said, Lord, I'm so sorry that I spent all day here and didn't go to the Supreme court and stand next to one of the pillars. He said, young man, you spent all day with one of my pillars. That's right. And then I realized it was a setup. Yes. That was the plan the whole time. Yeah. So with all of that said and DC being in this uproar, Yahweh is still King over this nation. Absolutely. Amen. So it's just an incredible thing when we think about our, our capital city. Right. And David's tent and this nonstop worship that's being lifted up. Right. And and 
the, the people that go and sack, they're Navy SEALs in the spirit. We've called them that, sure. you know, and no one ever knows their names, sure. but they're constantly plowing and right. worshiping. And, you and know, in the prayer room. Oh yeah. And the ACPR. Yeah. Right. Um, that uh, the American center for prayer and revival, Jason Hershey has just kind of revived that and back. It, it's nonstop prayer 24 hours a day, directly across the street from the Supreme court. Yes. In matter, Dick Simmons house. Matter of fact, um, up in up in Dick's living room, his bay windows actually looked across the street into the four windows. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see anything, sure. but it was where the justices go to, you know, Deliberate. debate law. Yeah, right. so it was such a strategic place, and he bought it that way on purpose. Sure. So think about, you know, Lou Engle will tell you he there was things done in him in Dick Simmons' floor. Right. You know, the Lord broke things in him and, right. and, and gave him visions. There's so many people that have this story, sure. and. When we think about the prices that that we have paid as 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 men and women, mm-hmm. there in that city, sure. that nobody will ever know who they are. Right, that city doesn't belong to anybody but Yahweh. That's right. Amen. Amen. So, wow, what a great story. Oh, I'm telling you, doors will open if you're in the right place. That's true. You know, that's true. Um, but let's talk about the the political aspect for a little bit. Will we see a return of the 45th president to be 47? Oh man, I don't know. What do you think? I think so. You do? I do. I, I, I don't think it's over. And when I say I think so, it may not be Trump. Right. But it will be someone that is Trump-esque. You know, it'll be that same mentality. And people can say whatever they want. What mentality? The, the mentality that says, you know, um, freedom to worship. The mentality that says we're not a, a nation that's bound by laws. We're a nation that's fortified by God. And and through that, our laws are just, right? So when when you think about the idea of what Trump was to this nation, mm-hmm. that's coming back. That's coming back. You know, the, the Democrat polls are so low. And I hate to even use the term Democrat or Republican, right. but, you know, those parties are what they are. But, you know, it's just a, it's just an incredible thing to sit here and see the work of the Lord and the hand of the Lord as he's revealing and exposing. Yeah, he's definitely exposing things. You know, the plots are being right exposed. Sure. So it's our job. The Lord told me a few years ago, deception's not deception unless it's deception. So the word says even the most elite will be deceived. I think there's a lot of people that have been deceived by a political mindset that are starting to awaken. Right. You know, and when you go back to the Old Testament, what did the children of Israel cry out for? They wanted a king. Mm-hmm. Samuel said, you don't need a king. Right. You have one. Right. That's what this nation needs to come back to. Right. Well, they, they went and chose their king. Right. In, in Saul. And we saw how that turned out. That's exactly right. And then God chose the next king, which was David. Yes. Which goes to David's tent. Right. It's all about a full circle restoration. You know, the significance of David's tent. Um, I've got some notes here from a good friend of mine that's kind of an expert in this. King David, for 30 plus years, ruled the nation of Israel. This is good. Yeah. 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 And he placed such a premium on nonstop worship uh, as a King that he leveraged the resources of the kingdom to provide for 24, seven nonstop worship for yeah. 30 years. Come on Fourth, The Bible says that he, he had 4,000 musicians and 4,000 admins or gatekeepers, 288 singers. Man, all of those people were full time. He had about so that makes about eighty five hundred full time staff 
uh, all paid out of David's personal pocket. So if every staff member was paid somewhere around $30,000 a year, then David would have spent roughly $255 million a year for 33 years just to pay the musicians, singers, admins to keep the worship. Wow. That's about $8.4 billion. So you, could you imagine? In if, just a worship budget. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Could, could you imagine, though, if, if, our, if our Senate and our Congress weren't paid to argue with each other across the aisle, but they were paid to go in there and sing and play music unto Yahweh? Wow. We would have a totally different nation right now. Right. Do you think it can get back to that? <laughs> well, it's never been that, so get back to that. Well, I mean to the model, David's model. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if kings in the marketplace will take their rightful seats and will start to begin to place value on worship, uh, worship over profits— and I'm talking about with an F, not a PH. That's right. That might make a good. That might make a good Morelord shirt. It might. Speaking of Morelord shirt, yeah. And this topic, we have a shirt called Conquered King. Yes. And it deals with David. If you're interested, go to the website morelordkingdom.com. Check out Conquered King. It's got a really awesome story. You know, David didn't dance his clothes off. He took them off to symbolize he had been conquered by the one king. Yeah. In that day, uh, when a kingdom conquered another kingdom. They would bring the the conquered king into the city gates of the the city that had conquered him, and they would strip him naked in front of the people yeah. to signify that he had been conquered by a greater king. So when we read that passage in scripture about David rejoicing as they brought the ark back, uh, and he tears his clothes off, we tend to think that that's just he has this big Holy Ghost fit and rips his clothes. Yeah, but in in reality, I think what was happening there is he was tearing his clothes off to signify to his own people that his heart had been conquered by a greater king. Yeah, and I think that's why his wife had so much disdain for him, you know, because she thought to herself, you are the king, right. and you're going to act like you've been conquered by someone else? Right. You're the king. Right. I think we need to, some of us need to rip our clothes off in the spirit, you know, and, 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 declare, <laughs> and, and declare that we're conquered. You know what I'm saying? Take them off. Oh, mercy. Well, we got to be careful with that. You know, but I mean, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In, in the in the privacy of your home. home. <laughs> or in the city gate. Yeah, that would, Whatever that, the Lord says. That could, get, that could get interesting. Could you imagine all the things they'd say about us if we tore our clothes off at downtown Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of downtown Dalton. Yeah. Isn't it a beautiful city? Yes, it is. Yahweh's doing a bunch of amazing things here. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's an incredible place. It's a holy city. I believe it's a capital city in yep. the spirit. Mm. So, you know, as we worship here and as we live here and reign here, I know that we're, we're asking Yahweh to pour his glory out here, but we're always thinking of our capital city, DC. Speaking of that, how is the album coming along for the Dalton worship room? It is coming along. And actually we, um, we're, we're pretty close. We've got about, we've got about four tracks right now that we're working on. Uh, the first, the first few tracks that we launch are just going to be simply for for people to get a taste of what Dalton Worship Room is like, right? Um, and then the Lord's given us some awesome original stuff that we've, we're putting together that we've had some of the stuff that I wrote ten years ago. The Lord's bringing it back and saying it's relevant now. Wow, you know, I gave it to you then, but it's relevant now. Yeah. So that's really what we're preparing to release are those, you okay. know. But uh, it's just a that's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be a cool thing. Yep. So like always. We like to we like to end our our time together with a good old funny story, a Randy Wilson story. Yeah, baby. I know you got one loaded. I've got a Randy Wilson story in the in the can. Double barrel shotgun. Hang, Come on. Hang, wait a second, my phone's ringing. Hang on, sorry. I thought I had this thing on. Do not disturb. That's all right. 
Who is uh, it? It says Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Hush. It says, bro, <laughs> if this is about those towels you stole. I borrowed them. Bro, you stole those Tell towels. Tell him I borrowed and them. And I told you you shouldn't do it. <laughs> Tell him I borrowed them. Oh, my gosh. Should I answer it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they if this is about the towels, bro, you're paying me back. I'm running. Okay. Hello, this is JR. This is JR. I'm telling you, probably, you probably got one of the best podcasts. It's a lot better than Joe Rogan, and I like Joe a lot, okay? I like Joe. I like Joe a lot. But I told Melania, I said, that JR Fitch, great, great guy, great American, probably one of the greatest business guys next to me, maybe, probably. And uh, I like it a lot. I listen to the podcast all the time, all the time. Wow, that's that's President Trump on the Kingdom Business I, Podcast? Yes, it is. And I want to officially announce right here on the Kingdom Business, I haven't even told anybody this, I want to officially announce I'm going to be running again, 2024. We're going to kick Biden out of the White House, and we're going to make Kingdom Business great again. We're going yeah. to do it. Wow. President Trump, thank you for being here. It's quite an honor, JR. It's quite an honor to talk to you, frankly, we, frankly, we, because I've been wanting to talk to you for a very long time. But they say, they say President Trump, it's kind of hard to get him on the phone because he's very, very busy, very busy. But you know what, President Trump, you've never been too busy for me. No, I'm. I'm actually saying, Jr. I'm never too busy for you. Apparently, you're a you're a very busy man. We can't get you on the phone. You're a very very important guy, as they say. They say they say Jr. is a very important guy, and he's got a great great beard, a lot of testosterone, probably probably so much testosterone. You probably have more testosterone than Rosie O'Donnell, probably. <laughs> wow, but President definitely Trump. definitely more testosterone than uh, Caitlin. Caitlin, and we love Caitlin a lot, okay, a lot, but... Uh, wow, it is such an honor to have you on here. The 45th president, and what we say, the 47th president. Absolutely. Definitely going to be the 47th, and there really was no 46, if we're going to be really honest. There wasn't a 46, because he wasn't real, okay, and let's be honest, he's not even there. It's like, knock, knock, nobody's home, <laughs> nobody's home. Wow. we love. I love how you don't hold any punches. I'm telling you, I fight. I fight, and I'm a fighter like the Jake Paul guy. I'm a fighter. I'm a great, great fighter. Probably the greatest. I'm like, I'm like if Jake Paul had a baby with Floyd Mayweather, probably. And uh, I'm probably the greatest, the greatest fighter. Sometimes they come to me and they say, Mr. President, we don't understand. You're 73. You're 73, and you could probably, you could probably knock a tree over. With just your punch, you're a very, very tough guy. A tough guy, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it to him. We're gonna take it to him, and we're gonna fight, and we're gonna fight really, really hard. We're gonna fight really, really hard, and we're gonna get crazy Nancy, alcoholic Nancy, as I like to call her. We're gonna get her out. We're gonna get her out, and little turtle Mitch McConnell, the rhino. Okay? Tell him to go. We're gonna get him out of there. Get him out. Hey, Mr. President, can I ask you some questions? Of course, Jr. Ask. Uh, tell us about truth. Social. Well, I'm look. Truth Social is probably going to be the greatest thing next to Frank Speech. Okay, because we love we love Mike. Mike is a great great guy. Mike in fact, Lindell. he's actually here. He's actually here in the car with me as we're driving. But uh, Truth Social, it's going to be uh, a lot of truth and a lot of social. People are going to be socializing truth, and it's just they're going to be truthing and they're going to be socializing, and it's going to be a very very beautiful thing very beautiful and they're not going to be able to cancel us okay they're not going to be able to cancel us 
because we are very, very smart, probably smarter than Steve Jobs. A lot of people would say that I'm probably smarter than Steve Jobs. God rest and his soul. So, in fact, I'm great at making jobs. I made a lot of jobs when I was president. And uh, if we're honest, I still am president. But uh, I'm going to be the first guy with three terms. That's going to be beautiful. <laughs> wow. Man, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. We saw the clip a couple of days ago of you playing golf and announcing that you're going to be 47. We think that's so cool. Well, I don't, you know, uh, it's just the truth. The people need me. The people need me real, real bad, okay? And uh, probably the only thing they need more than me is probably Jesus because he's a great, great guy, and I love Jesus a lot. I'm very, very close to Jesus. Very, very close. We talk a lot. And uh, I love him. A great, great Jewish guy. Wrote a great book called The Bible, okay? I love, I love the Bible. I love it a lot. And uh, I told Jesus, I said, you probably should have named it the heart of the deal. Would have been a great, great name for the Bible. But we we love the Bible, okay? And uh, Jesus made a lot of great deals, probably. You know, I, in fact, I told Jesus, I said, this product you got, this salvation thing, is a great, great thing. I don't understand why you give it away for free. But he does. And uh, we love him for it, don't we? We love Jesus a lot. Yes. We love him a lot. Amen. Man, you sh- you could be a preacher when you're not being a president. Probably, probably. Well, Jr. They're uh, calling me. My tea time's up. Okay, my my tea time. They just told me, so I'm gonna have to go play a little golf. Okay, because I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be very very busy here on the campaign trail very very soon. But I'm gonna stop by the podcast again. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless. See you soon. Good luck, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Bro, oh, what a phone call. What a call for sure. Ah, stars. That's for the books. I'm thankful he didn't bring up the towels. Me too. Man. Me too. I don't think you would mind. <laughs> he seems like a guy that can spare a few towels. Man, it's been a great, great episode. A lot, lot of ground covered this week. And uh, thankful to our good buddy that does a great Trump impression. That was hilarious. It was. Maybe we can have him on on a regular basis. I think it'd be great. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me, Fitch. And y'all that are listening, thank you so much for tuning in every week. We're honored. And as always, I'll leave you with two words. More, Lord. <laughs>